morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another prodigious installment of Morning Reload. From very high above all the puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns at the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. There is an extraordinarily important story happening in Marion County, Kansas. Oh, I know. I don't think about Kansas all that often either. The last time I drove through there, I was cruising along the interstate. It's flat, and really the only thing you can see is corn. Well, I came upon a sign that said Scenic Outlook. Having lived nearly my entire life in Wyoming, I know that when you see one of those signs, either it says Scenic Outlook or Historical Marker or something like that, there's usually something fascinating to go look at. You could be on the most desolate stretch of highway, and if you see one of those signs, there's something of interest. I'm not saying that it'll be earth-shattering, but definitely worth a five-minute potty break. So I'm rocketing down the interstate, and I see one of these signs, Scenic Outlook. So I pull over. At the time, I'd never been to Kansas before. There's got to be something there. So I stop. And what do I find? A hill. That's it. Just a hill. Corn all the way around it, but still, just a hill. I guess that when you live in a flat state, even hills are noteworthy. So needless to say, I don't think about Kansas or the hills in it very often. That was until I started hearing about the story of the Marion County Register. It's a small town paper, not unlike many of the town newspapers we have in Wyoming. They've only got four employees, and they publish a weekly edition. The difference being between the Marion County Register and most papers in Wyoming is they actually do some investigative reporting, actual journalism. And if there's one person in any small American town that the ruling elite despise, it's the investigative journalist. (laughs) A reporter that actually asks questions. Well, anyway, the Marion County Register was looking into a local restaurant owner's driving record. They had the goods on a local judge who apparently couldn't keep herself out of the bar and had repeated DUIs, and a new police chief with a questionable past. Before I tell you all about this, a brief and completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by New Trend Hats. If you're looking for a new piece of headwear, then you should really go to NewTrendHats.com. They have a wide variety of hats for both men and women. Um, Everything from baseball caps up to things that'll keep your ears nice and toasty warm. So go to their website, NewTrendHats.com. Morton Buildings are the guys that you want to talk to about any metal structure. It doesn't matter if it's a garage or a barn or maybe a big, huge warehouse for your business. Just give Nick and Jesse a call. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. Just tell them what you've got in mind and they'll handle all the details. That's Morton Buildings. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532 or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. 
New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And don't forget about the Thursday live episode, which begins every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboysStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboys State Politics Facebook page. So I was telling you about this newspaper in Kansas and how they had the goods on a whole bunch of different people in their little town. They hadn't really published any story yet. They were just putting all the pieces together. When the red-nosed judge and the chief of police got together and concocted a search warrant bereft of any sense of probable cause, they raided the newspaper's office and seized all of their electronics, ostensibly to prevent them from publishing their next edition. The reason behind their search warrant? Identity theft. I'm guessing that after their fourth or fifth cocktail, the chief of police and the judge decided that using the internet to investigate someone constitutes an invasion of their privacy. The truth, however, is a lot simpler. The judge didn't want her DUI record out in the public, and the chief of police evidently didn't want everybody to know why he had moved to such a small town and why he left his post in a big city. Well, it didn't stop the paper from publishing their next Tuesday edition. The headline read, Seized But Not Silenced. And a couple of little stories about small-town officials turned into a big one about the freedom of the press. Oh, I forgot to mention that the new duly sworn chief of police raided the home of a 98-year-old woman, the co-publisher of the Marion County Register. The day after the raid on her home, she died. Here's a soundbite from a local television report about the raid on the Marion County Register. Tuesday morning, after not returning our calls and emails to request an interview, our I-team showed up at Marion Police Department to ask Chief Gideon Cody a few questions. As we tried to get answers from the man behind the badge who's behind the raid, the newspaper's attorney, Bernie Rhodes, came to help the paper get published and stopped to pay his respects to co-publisher Joanne Meyer, the 98-year-old who died one day after her home was also raided. This may be the grossest violation of the right of free speech that I've ever seen. It is the ultimate act of a local tyrant preventing the local newspaper from exposing the truth. We spoke with the owner of the record, Eric Meyer, on Monday. He tells us it all started with a tip about a restaurant owner's driving record, a tip one of his reporters used a state website to look into by verifying the owner's identity. But instead of publishing, they called Marion police. What'd they say? Nothing. They said a week later they showed up at our door and seized our computers. Identity theft, the alleged crime in this case. Rhodes says no one committed a crime, but there's more here to know about Chief Cody. It's important to note the newspaper staff was looking into tips about Chief Cody's time as a captain in Kansas City, but never published a story. I think any reasonable viewer would wonder why he was so personally interested that he had to make a 98-year-old woman sit there for hours while he searched her son's business so he could personally search her home. Less than a mile away, back at police headquarters, before saying anything, Chief Cody told our team to contact Kansas Bureau of Investigations. But KBI says that they weren't the one who issued the warrant, so can you tell me why instead of issuing a subpoena. You, you realize you how bad KBI will be angry at me if I start talking about their case at this point? Their case. Can he spell hypocrisy? This was his affidavit, his investigation, 
and his search. He drove to the house to personally search the house of a 90-year, 98-year-old woman who had nothing possibly to do with this. A woman who died the next day. The chief's name is on the affidavit seeking the warrant. You're not going to find a clearer violation of the First Amendment. The right of the press is sacrosanct. It's in the United States Constitution, and it is very clear in every state constitution. In our own, it's Article 1, Section 20, and it says, Every person may freely speak, write, and publish on all subjects, being responsible for the abuse of that right. And why is that? Well, government has to be held accountable, and the people who do that is the press. Or at least it's supposed to be. More often than not, in Wyoming, you don't have investigative journalists. It's so easy to dig up stuff on our local elected officials, and state elected officials for that matter, that nobody else has looked into, because the press in Wyoming doesn't investigate anything. Think about it. When is the last time you saw an expose published in any Wyoming paper about something that an elected official has done? I'll give it to you. When a local elected official gets popped for a DUI, you'll see an article about it. But that's not really investigative reporting. It's not digging in and finding all the details. It's not exposing what somebody else wants to keep hidden. It was not the Sheridan Press that broke the story about Cyrus Western and Bill Novotny being under investigation by the Sheridan County Sheriff's Department for election violations. It was me. And after I broke it, then the Sheridan Press published a full front-page story on it. They clearly had all the information. They had the police report. So why didn't they publish the story first? Why did they let Cowboy State Politics break it? Because for the most part, the press acts on behalf of their favorite elected politician. Do you know how many times the Sheridan Press and Sheridan Media contacted conservative legislators from Sheridan County during the 2023 legislative session? One time. Just once. And how many times did articles and interviews appear with slightly less than conservative legislators? Nearly every single issue. Clearly left-leaning partisan behavior. While I consider it an absolutely dishonest way to treat your readers and listeners, I would never argue that they don't have the right to publish in that way. In fact, they have every right to do it that way. It's their paper, it's their business, it's their radio station, and they can manage it how they see fit. Period. And our Constitution even adds an underline to it. Though cowpie columnist Rod Miller's writings are oftentimes nothing short of partisan hackery, his column this week is poignant. And I quote, The cowboy state, at least on paper, is pretty truth-friendly. But who knows? It's no secret that politicians and law enforcement don't always want citizens to know what they're doing on the citizens' behalf. Power is too often scared spitless of truth. The White House suing the New York Times to prevent release of the Pentagon Papers is an example. Big Tobacco threatening network news to keep from the American public the fact that tobacco kills people is another. There are many, many more instances. Nevertheless, the truth eventually is revealed and the resiliency of the free press increases. The cop and the judge in Kansas should have known this fact. 
Now they do. A free press has a profound responsibility, not to any government, but to every citizen. It doesn't serve nor answer to power, but to people. A free press is the central nervous system of a healthy body politic, and institutions of ambitious power hate that fact. But don't think that the free press is monolithic, that it represents a homogenized point of view. There are a multitude of tongues in the free press representing the myriad range of opinions among the citizens. Thank God and Hunter Thompson. When any organ of government, or anyone else for that matter, tries to abridge the freedom of the press, they are trying to lobotomize our body politic. End quote. But our pal Rod is wrong on one point. For the most part, the press in Wyoming is homogenous. Ask yourself, when's the last time a major paper or news source in Wyoming was critical of one of their favorite politicians? I'll wait. Oh, that's right. They don't do that. Outside of the Cyrus Western Bill Novotny thing, and really, in that case, they weren't critical at all. In fact, they tried to defend Cyrus Western and Bill Novotny. But outside of that, I can't think of a single time that the press in Wyoming was critical of any of their favorite politicians. Cowboy state politics has given them hundreds of opportunities, hundreds of things that they could look into, and they haven't picked up on any of them. Fascinating, huh? Well, my point in all of this is that it takes all forms of media to get to the truth. Like Rod says in his column, it takes a myriad of voices— And thank God that we have the First Amendment and Article 1, Section 20 in our own Constitution that guarantees us that right. And any time the First Amendment and the freedom of the press is abridged, we have to take notice of it, no matter how far-flung the example may be. Whether it be in Kansas or Georgia or right here in the cowboy state, we all have to pay attention to it. Because if we don't, all those rights that we all cherish, they'll be gone. And none of us will be the wiser. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of Morning Reload. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns, at the Cowboys State Politics Northern Command Studio, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboys State Politics.